0: Hey there, friend! It's Clarissa, founder of Blossoming Fertility and the host of the Fertility Friends Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I know the path to motherhood isn't always easy and you don't have to go through it alone. After experiencing my own fertility challenges, I discovered a passion for helping other women because I believe that everyone's fertility journey is unique and beautiful in its own way. As your new fertility friend, I'm here to support you through the tough times. encourage you to keep going and to restore your belief in your body's ability to get and stay pregnant. Grab your cup of tea, get cozy, and join me here each week for education, heartfelt conversations that'll warm your soul, and inspiring stories to help you feel seen and understood along the way. Listen in, because this one's for you, my friend. Hey there, friend. Welcome to episode nine of the Fertility Friend Podcast. Before I share more about today's interview, I want to start by saying that this episode comes with a trigger warning. During parts of this conversation, we discuss the topic of baby loss, so if that feels too heavy for your heart right now, then I encourage you to skip this episode in order to protect your own emotional well-being. It's okay if listening to this episode feels like too much right now. You can always click on the show notes for ways to connect with my guest today, Alex, and learn more about the incredible work she does to support women on their healing journey. If you've experienced any type of loss, my heart goes out to you, and I'm sending you so much love. As I'm recording this, it's raining outside, which for New Mexico is pretty rare, but I think it's meant to be given the tender topic we'll be discussing today. It's almost as if the heavens above are mourning the loss of so many precious lives. October is Infant Loss Awareness Month, and I feel honored to share this conversation with Alex Soriano as she opens up about her own journey with loss and grief. Alex has become a dear friend, and I've been so encouraged by her resilience, wisdom, and thoughtfulness, and how she lives her life with intention. During the interview, she courageously shares her story of losing her son, the journey towards healing, and how these experiences have shaped her into the person she is today. As a life coach, Alex shares some practical tools for those who have experienced loss and are in the thick of that grief. We also touch on the importance of community, how to support others who are facing grief, and even the journey to conceive again after loss. This episode is a gentle reminder that you are not broken. There is nothing to fix, and your feelings are completely valid. So before we dive in, let me introduce you to Alex so you can get to know her a little bit better. Alex Serrano is a life coach, nurturing a safe community with practical healing tools for women who have lost their babies. In early 2021, Alex lost her one month old son, Philip. This heart-wrenching experience has been her darkest moment and eventually also an invitation to live life fully. Alex uses her experience to be of service to others in similar journeys because she believes that no one should have to suffer alone. Alex creates a safe space to guide and empower her clients so that they too can transform their pain into deep purpose and create a meaningful life on their own terms. Alex lives in Miami with her husband and rainbow daughter. I hope this conversation fills your heart and warms your soul. So without further ado, let's listen in. All right. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the Fertility Friend Podcast. I'm so, so glad to have you here today. I know that this story is going to just impact so many women's lives. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Why don't we go ahead and start with maybe just some of your background. I'd love for the listeners to get to know you better and just get a sense for who you are and um, yeah, what what life was like, I guess, before children.
1: Sure. I'm Alex and I'm a life coach supporting women who have um, gone through baby loss and that's all kinds of baby loss. And I um, like to provide a safe space for women to be able to grieve and to feel held and loved, and and you know just to come as they are, um, and hopefully be able to support them through this very challenging life um, experience. And a little bit about my life previous to children, and so to back that up a little bit, I actually am a mother to my angel baby Philip and to Grace. Um, and prior to all that, I actually used to be. A, In banking and pretty good corporate career and beautiful life with my husband and great family and yeah we decided to expand our little family and um we had philip back in 2021 and when he was one month old he unexpectedly passed and i mean it 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 was the, the worst time of my life and the hardest challenge to date and and yeah it, it's it's been quite the journey right um but that kind of life experience to me it just shakes up it shook up my world and it made clear for me what is important right um and from that point I was able to through my healing journey like find my way back let's say to myself and build a life that was meaningful and aligned to who I wanted to be like so many fears that were holding me back of like I want to I would like to start my own business and you know all the fears that come up with that and when life gets taken away from you the way that it was for me there's nothing like for what I have gone through there's nothing that i'm scared of doing anymore Mm -hmm. um and it's you know that it's been a beautiful journey also um with like the grief and the love and these like what seem like dual emotions actually how can i make these coexist and that's been my journey so far allowing the ebbs and flows and honoring both extremes both sides and it is that that has helped me live a a life that is true to myself that is um, of my you know of of like the highest and and most beautiful life that I could imagine Um, that's what has helped me continue choosing hope continue to keep moving forward um, in having my daughter in in launching my business in Moving to Miami actually for my family to be closer to mm-hmm. my wider family, and all these things, um, yeah. I as I said before, I'm not scared to do these things anymore.
0: I love that. What a what a beautiful transformation that you experienced just in the face of loss. And I I guess first I just want to say too that my heart really goes out to you because I I I'm just so impressed by how you have taken that situation and the experience that you had with losing your child and just to turn it around for good I think it's really challenging to go through that grief but you you're paying it forward right and I think that's just such a beautiful way to honor uh your son's memory and to honor um Philip's life and just have him live through the work that you do. So I just wanted to tell you that because I just feel like that's really beautiful. And, um, the work that you do is very meaningful and helping and supporting women through such challenging times. Tell me a little bit more about how, how those early days were like, what was, what was that like? Because I think you're on the, the other end of it, right? Where it's, it's better now. It's easier to talk through, but how did you get through just some of those really dark days?
1: Yeah. um, You know, one of the things I learned very quickly is like healing is not linear. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do feel like a bit more at ease in general. Right. Um, But there are times when grief takes, takes you, pulls you back down, let's say. And and, um, I do feel like resourced enough to be able to Love myself unconditionally through that period of darkness, regardless of the time that it has been since his passing, um, and mother my own self through that, right? And I think, while well, I say that now, in the darkest of the days at the beginning when everything was just a complete whirlwind and nothing made sense, I couldn't function as a person, I just couldn't. people, would ask me Alex do you want this or that and I would just it was the simplest of things Claire said it was like would you rather I call you or text you and I would get so overwhelmed because I Mm -hmm. wanted to reply and I just couldn't really like yeah like cognitively I think I was just like completely out and um and what helped me first of all is I will say I, I feel the luckiest to have the family that I have it was COVID and so no one really got to meet Philip um. Mm-hmm. Sadly, apart from you know my husband and I, and then this happened, and the day that that happened, I recall like little by little, my support system like my family they started popping into like you know coming because like there's no way that they were not going to they had to like request a uh, special permission to like come and and all that and and it was one of those things where you know like we're there for her we're there for them and 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 they showed up to support us and they were the ones holding us up when like we couldn't do that for ourselves with with my husband and that was extremely important to us um the support whether that's personal also professional right um getting that and it's not it's not like a checklist or something it was just you know you're trying to like survive and and it was so hard to like even sleep or close my eyes or anything. Right. And just like having them kind of be there for me, that was invaluable. And every time someone who knows of someone who's lost um, their baby and they reach out to me being like, Hey, I I really want to help my friends, my sister, my anything. And Mm. how can I do that? And I, if you're one of those people listening to us right now, what I want to say is like, I'm so touched. Of the love that you you know with the love with which you are you know coming to your friend with and it's so invaluable and I'm so grateful for people like you because for me that's really what saved me in like this initial like you know explosion moment in my life and I think getting that adequate support was super important um and also I you know, previous to Philip's passing, I had had some other life challenges with which I had learned different healing techniques and practical tools, and whether that be, you know, mindfulness, meditation, and practices that I knew helped with like anxiety and all these things, and they were easy for easier for me to, um, to like take some of these tools in my you know toolbox and just kind of like help soothe a little bit um the indescribable pain that i was feeling and i think you know the other thing and this is kind of like related to having people support you everyone for a moment i felt like everyone was tiptoeing like around you know um on eggshells and kind of like we don't want to say the wrong thing and Um, which I get, I get, of course, no one, you know, everyone was being so careful. It's such a hard topic. Um, and I remember I sat everyone down in my family. We're a large family. I was like, look, um, we're all trying to do the best that we can and kind of gave this like quote unquote permission slip that we're all grieving. It was not just me. Mm -hmm. My parents were grieving their grandson, grandson, right? Um, my sisters and and my siblings they were grieving their their nephew and so on and so forth and so that actually was like like such a it removed a little bit like the pressure to like show up and and make things better and show up and and all that but they actually allowed themselves to also kind of break down um, because they they of course like met the little guy through video and all that yeah. and 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 he's one of us right. Um, and I think that also helped me connect with him and seeing how beautiful the love that his brief moment here on earth was rippling out. And it was just, you know, I, I felt even from the early days, so honored to be the mother of Philip. Um, and still, of course, like I, I've changed like how that defines me right now and so on, but, but to to mother him for, Earth side, Mother yes. Him, Earth side for that month. For me, it's such an honor, which I, which was so clear to me from the very beginning, because I saw the ripples of love and 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 you know that that, that his short time on Earth and and you know came to to do you know and and as I have more distance from that moment, that just keep, continues to unfold right, and I think back to your point of the work that i do right now it is absolutely an honor of him and i don't necessarily think i need to do this to honor him i i just get to do it because i i know how difficult this is and i also and i also know that there like life can be very very beautiful again and to be honest sometimes even like more aligned right like we grow up thinking, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that, blah, blah. And then you're like, wait. <laughs> um, and then this was like a reminder to come back to myself and to, it was a, a huge spiritual awakening personally. Um, but as I said, like our, I mean, grief is, is such an individual journey and individual experience. And I think what I can share again is from my Point of view and my experience, um, in case that resonates with anyone, but everyone's is such a unique experience, I think.
0: That's so true. Yeah, we're all navigating grief in our own ways. And and then we talked about this before, too, that on the fertility journey, there is a lot of grief associated with that. And you mentioned, too, being a mother, you know, earth side when you haven't had that opportunity yet. Um, for a lot of women, that's just, it's heartbreaking. And it really is sad and it's easy to feel very hopeless um and I I think you said it earlier too that when you you feel like a mother like in your heart you desire it you want it and in your case you were a mother absolutely like in the physical sense and to have your baby taken away from you it's like you are still a mother and then when you don't have a baby it's just there's a, that identity crisis almost right of like what what is this like and I I think the way you presented it even when you introduced yourself at the beginning just so beautifully like you know I have two children I'm a mother to two children Mm -hmm. and you absolutely are um and I just feel that's really beautiful and really hopeful I know there are a lot of women who have experienced loss in various ways um but I just want to encourage everybody that's listening too that if you are a mother right whether whether you have children here, whether your children are on their way to you, you absolutely are a mother. Um, And I think just carrying that identity in your heart is really, really helpful. I, I want to go back to the way you said about the community piece too. You put it so beautifully because you really took the pressure off of others. And I think, I mean, I, I expressed this to you too, that I, I was nervous. Like I'm just trying to make sure, you know, saying the right things in these situations, it's, it's challenging and it's, very sensitive. And I think you just gave everybody permission too, that just showing up is what people need, right? You just, just be there for them, just being conscious of what they may need, trying to anticipate some of those needs too, because like you said, when you're in that state of mind, it's hard to make just simple decisions. Um, you know, so help make that decision for them. Like, instead of asking, you know, what do you want for lunch? Just bring them something delicious and either way that's going to, you know, um, fuel them and nourish them. So I think that's really, really helpful advice too for anybody listening who is either experiencing this firsthand or knows somebody who is. Um, So I'm just grateful that your family was really there for you and really helped you get through such a difficult
1: time. It's really beautiful. Thank you. And, you know, if I may add to that beautiful um, recommendation that you shared and, and pulled out is also some people ask me like how can I be there for my friend right and I you know one thing that helps me is like to think about it this way we at least when I was going through it I think people it's normal look it happens to me too but we feel like we need to fix something we need to make it better we need to like go in and like do it all and save the you know um and like, I get it. I I, I swear, I, like I've been on that side too. Um, but when I approach that from a, a space of like, I'm here for you. Mm. I'm here with you through that darkness. I'm just holding your hand through this. We don't need to say anything. We don't need to um, do anything. Mm. I just need you to know you're not alone. And coming at it from the place of, that there's nothing to fix because yes, our lives have shattered, but we're not broken and you're not broken. And it may feel like you are, and I'm sure, you know, stones <laughs> still feel like that, but we're not, we're not. We're, you know, we're, the heart is so resilient and it's one of the hardest things that maybe you can go through, but there's nothing to fix. It's so valid. However, any person is showing up to this experience That's so valid. Angry, sad, depressed, all these things. It's so normal. And I think there's so much value in people coming to you and being with you exactly how you are without wanting to change it, right? Because there's nothing that could make this situation better as much as we wanted to, right? Like, My my heart went for my mom and, and my husband's mom because they were seeing their own child and children, right? Like me and my mm-hmm. husband's heart break and he couldn't do anything about it. And as a mom, like, how do you not save your child? How do you, right? And, but they couldn't and they knew that and they just did the best they could which was sit with us through that darkness. And that's exactly what we needed. And at the time and with, um, you know, with time and with everything, yes then more practical things came to be and, and support and all that but on the onset of it it literally was like how do I sit with you in the darkness I know that it's okay to feel however you're feeling and that you're not alone you know I always say Alex and Alex you know, you're right Alex <laughs> and I um <laughs> you won't get confused Alex and Alex but um yeah um we kind of had to go through this baby loss right it happened to us mm. but our families they chose to go through this with us and mm. that's hard <laughs> like mm,
0: that's to choose
1: situation. to go through this heartbreak um we had to but they were there like they never missed a beat with like being there for us in the, the best of ways that you know there's no instruction manual for this but mm. when I distill it down it's exactly that just be there for people in, in a way that nothing is going to make it better. It's, it's just it's hard, but just being there it means like so much more than you can imagine.
0: That's so powerful. And I love the point that you made about fixing because I think a lot of times too on the fertility journey, that's the whole thing is like, what? why am I not getting pregnant? I feel broken. I feel like I have to fix me. I have to fix how I'm feeling. I have to fix my body. I have to fix so many things. And we just get caught into this trap where we're just doing, 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 doing more and adding more to it. And like you said, sometimes just being and just allowing yourself to feel those emotions, allowing yourself yeah. to, even to feel hope, to feel sadness, to feel anger, yeah. whatever it is, like you said, just give yourself that permission to feel what feelings are coming up for you. It's it's right. okay. It's not bad. Do it without judgment. Um, but yeah, I just think that's really really powerful that your family was able to just be in that presence with you versus trying to like help you heal faster help you move on faster because I don't think this is something that you really ever truly 100% heal from um, or move on from and that's okay I don't think that's the Mm -hmm. end goal right it's just Mm -hmm. kind of taking it one day at a time
1: yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. I think um, what has helped me and and what I see others in in this space that it helps in them too is how do you integrate grief into your life? How do you integrate this loss into your life? Um, and the hope that comes with it and all that, right? Um, yeah. it's and it and it can be beautiful again as well, right? Like it, it may be different to the expectations that you had, sure, but one can choose to, with time, by the way, like, I, I know some people who, like they, 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 it's, the pain is too unbearable, and I, I kept that too, and, and that's, I mean, I, that could easily have been me to, to yeah. say no, and, you know, I'm, I'm staying in that pain, and, and, and all that and so i do think that there are things we can do and, and be and and people to that we can surround ourselves with but you know again back to like everyone's journey being 100% valid and correct and ex- exactly right um but i think you touch on something really important which is this um feeling your feelings and it's not as easy i i think right like um, I think it makes sense, but when it comes to it, when it's such a like um, hard and difficult and deep emotion, like how does one hold to that? And um, back to like a lot of the practical tools that I've learned, it's exactly in um, building little by little that muscle to be able to be with that feeling to honor even those you know icky feelings that no one wants to feel like the anger and the like err uh, like <laughs> uh-huh. um but how you know how can you honor that and say hey you know I see you and then af- actually that helps it dissipate a little bit right like um, bring down the charge of that and um and and kind of I feel like this is like okay you do it again and again and again and then it becomes a little bit easier which it's just a process and it's it's hard, but there are definitely um ways that 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 one can support that type of um healing, right? And all at it at at its time, right? I, I don't think that there's rush, like of course I, no one wants to like feel bad or whatnot, but I think feeling that pain is actually how you get through the pain, right? It's not by avoiding it or by ignoring it or by saying nope I'm fine and yeah. kind of keep going I think it, if left if left unattended it, it 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 can um become something which becomes more ingrained down the line and so yeah
0: that's so so true yeah I think that's why it really is important too it's like your body will make you feel that pain one way or another like it's just kind of a matter of time mm-hmm. I think that's where you start to see the manifestation of even like physical symptoms when yeah. you just really keep all of that down and inside right it um it does damage one way or another and um it's like your body is getting you to pay attention to those feelings and it's important to address them it's it's hard it's definitely hard it's not easy um but yeah you know you're absolutely right that's great advice what are some of the other things so we've talked about community we've talked about some of the um well we've briefly touched on some of the other things that you've done just to kind of really heal your nervous system almost and just yeah. um, recover from some of that trauma. What what else would you say are maybe some really practical tips that somebody can do, um, you know, if they're in the thick of this or if they're still experiencing a lot of those waves of grief? Um, what are some of your favorite things that can just be done in the moment?
1: Yeah, I think one of them is, um, so I, I spoke a lot about like the personal support system, but I think it is important to get the quote-unquote right type of professional support and you know whether that's a um, therapy or or just like a safe space right to to help um process that in 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 a safe environment i think that's important um and then also in boundaries i think that's <laughs> it's interest an interesting one because we know up boundaries and all that but it's like okay <laughs> it's easy to to know about them and then it's a little bit harder to put them in place um but <laughs> i think like creating that space to just be is so important um mm-hmm. to have that space for yourself and sometimes that means saying no to certain plans that you don't want to go to or if you know sometimes we feel like we have to do this or that one um, But yeah, for me, it was helpful to set boundaries and limiting certain interactions or um, different things that would protect my space, physically, emotionally, everything, Mm -hmm. and my peace, right, my inner peace. And so for me, that also was, like, it was helpful because whatever I needed in any given moment, I had the space to allow that to come through, right? So I cannot tell you that. like, so I couldn't have told you, you know, on Thursday, I'll be fine, like, let's go for a coffee or whatever. And <laughs> I don't know, I'll be Thursday. And, yeah. um, and I think having or expressing our community, it doesn't mean don't go make any plans, cancel your meetings. That, that's not what I mean. But I think having those honest conversations with people, but then also being able to have that, honest introspect with yourself Was like so I really want to be there so I really want to do that how does how, maybe I did and now I don't feel well and um, how do I and, and I had a lot of things like this where I had to cancel or postpone and people get it people get it and mm-hmm. and and in the long term these are the things that allowed whatever that wanted to come through me to come through right and mm-hmm. and to have the space um, to heal to like, if I needed to have like a big cry, then I could, or if I wanted to go out for a walk, with no pressure to come back, then I could and things like that, right. And so that that's maybe like a practical thing that I think could be helpful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And it, it kind of boils down to being in tune with your own needs. I think a lot of times too, when we're in that feeling of grief, and we're trying to just hide our feelings, we also start to tune out the things that would help us the things that our bodies do need, that our minds need, our emotions need. So just really lean, lean into that intuition, right? Lean into that inner voice that says, I do need space today, or I do need a a release. I need to release this cry and get these emotions out, but really tune into what you, your soul needs, I guess, in that moment to really, um, start moving forward and to start, um, healing some of the things that you're going through. So. That's really great, great practical tips for sure. Um, I know that will help a lot of people. Um, Why don't we explore a little bit more because you do have two children. So would you mind going into maybe more around um, conceiving grace and just your, just maybe experience with pregnancy? What was that like? Did you have any type of fear, anxiety, just coming off of that um, experience
1: with Philip? Yeah, um, so not much time actually happened um, between Philip's passing and in getting pregnant with Grace. Yeah. And of course, um, I think pregnancy in general is such an, you know, it's, we get worried. Like, is everything okay and whatnot? Yeah. And then add the component of loss in and that experience that, you know, you never think it'll be you or it'll happen. And then it actually it happens to you then you you know it's hard it's hard to decide do I want to try again um do I feel ready for that um and so on so it adds another layer um I think for me at the end of it or how kind of it boiled down to it we didn't want other children right and yes we had the chat with Alex like do we you know want want to like bring other children to the world do, do we want to adopt even things like this right like um because it, it it's it's so it's so hard like we, we just thought of everything right and the way that for me personally i approached this is i knew that bringing grace to the world you know she or, or like another baby let's say prior um i'm sorry after a loss that it was going to be important for me to address a lot of my things right like Mm -hmm. my quote-unquote baggage or because I you know that little soul is coming um, and I want to be in my definition the best mother that I can be for her right and By the way, that doesn't mean like a person who's like for me, for me, (laughs) but it doesn't mean like a person who's fully healed and all right, all good and not. But you know that I am very conscious that my experience is going to, of course, have um, an impact on her, right? Like even Mm -hmm. pregnancy and such. And so for me, it was so important to find those moments of joy, like through pregnancy, and find those moments of hope. Find those moments of in peace and calm and like, but without without negating the reality of grief. That to be able to feel the grief and then, I have like a lot of practices that helped me come back and return back to myself into a place of love into a place of mothering my own self, right, and, and nurturing and nourishing my own self um, in service of like what you know like of course myself and then like how I wanted to show up for um my now daughter Grace and so that for me was important and even like a small like practice which was talking to her in in my in utero right and 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 kind of explaining that mama is sad not because of like anything about her or or anything like yes I am sad it's because you know this and that and just developing that relationship with her already and knowing that it's okay, like making it safe Mm -hmm. for myself and for her, that these feelings are happening, right? And I think all this like grief and and pregnancy after loss, all these experiences have just really broadened my capacity to feel. Mm. And it's really this um, ability that I think Makes me really good at what I do right now, which is to. I, I'm so like, I feel like it doesn't like emotions and all this. Like some people, which you know, I, I understand it's like uncomfortable, right? Some of these emotions, but I've felt many of those. And that capacity that I built for myself is what it's actually allowing me to hold that space and safe space for others to feel their feelings too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very conscious of this in like my pregnancy and and allowing myself to do that um, and kind of stringing together those moments of hope and 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 joy that I could find and by honoring also like the moments that were harder, I was actually able to remove the guilt of the joy right like when I was feeling joy and happy and it actually was so genuine and. It was because I also allowed the grief to come in and to have its place, you know, and, and the sadness and all of that to have its place because all it's telling me is like, you know, I'm I'm missing my child and am grieving that and at the end of it, truly, I think that underneath the fear, underneath the grief, underneath the sadness, the anger, it's love, right? Mm-hmm. Underneath all that it's love. And so that gets unlocked the moment I was able to feel like in the grief degree, the, the more difficult emotions. It's
0: yeah. That is so just moving. I, I got chills when you were saying too, that, you know, talking to her and just explaining, I think that's, we don't always realize the impact that our emotions, our grief, our tragedy, our trauma, has on our children before they're even born. Right. Um, That's the epigenetic blueprint. It's actually scientifically proven. And I just, I commend you for taking the time while being pregnant, even though there was a short amount of time between that. Mm -hmm. And so you, you really did make tremendous progress. And I just, I'm really impressed by how you were so intentional and so thoughtful about I still need to heal myself. I'm still working on you know, addressing these feelings, accepting these feelings, but I also want to honor her and make sure that you're not negatively impacting her in any way either, right? I think it could have very easily been that her, her life, her existence kind of gets shadowed by this tragedy as well. And you've done such a wonderful, beautiful job of just separating the two while blending the two. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like, she has her own, you know, her own experience, her own pregnancy that you went through, her own story, her own, um, yeah, just beautiful addition to your family. And you can still blend the experience that you had. So I yeah, I'm just, every time I talk to you, Alex, I just feel so impressed by your wisdom and just so inspired by the just the level of consciousness I guess that you have displayed and the intentionality behind everything that you do um I just I just think it's really beautiful you're such a wonderful role model and um yeah I just think
1: this is just beautiful (laughs) thank you no I I really appreciate you making this a safe space for me to share and you know we've talked about how comfortable i feel um having heart to hearts with you and um yeah i love this discussion i think we could talk forever <laughs> no we could always <laughs> um, talk <to> you. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i you know i love all the work that you do um and it comes back again to that what you picked up on like being intentional the things that we mm. do and conscious of of that and, and honoring our intuition all that right and it's a whole journey and and it's it it, yeah loss is is hard and life after loss it can be beautiful as well um you know I didn't if you asked me when this had originally happened that I would be doing all these things and that I don't know if I would have believed you because nothing could get me out of this deep hole that I felt and and this immense heartbreak and soul break and sadness and brokenness that I felt. Um, And if you have, you know, anyone who's listening to this, if you have gone through any of this, or doesn't matter even like each month that you hope that you're pregnant and you're not, all your feelings are so valid. And at the same time, your story is not over. It's Mm -hmm. not over. It's not over.
0: Thank you, thank you for that hope, that inspiration, that validation. Um, I know that that's going to just really hit home with so many women. So thank you. Thank you. I do. I know. As we're wrapping up here, I think I would love to just have you share maybe more about your business, how you support women, how they can reach out to you if they do want to get that additional support from you and work with you. Um, And then also just what are you excited about lately? I know you you're working on a lot of things with your business and um, I feel like you've got so many great things going on. So whatever you feel like sharing, I would love to hear from you.
1: Sure. So I am a life coach supporting woman right, Who experienced baby loss, um, infant loss. And so right now how I do that is mostly through one-on-one coaching and also um, group program, group coaching. And I am Right now, I mean, if if what I'm talking about is of interest to you, I do have a, um, a beautiful newsletter that I try to put together every week. And I include three ideas that support your healing, two things that I'm loving that I think you will too, and then one inspiring quote. And actually my <laughs> newsletter has been just so wonderfully received and I have so much fun putting it together actually. Um, because it's very uplifting and inspiring without, you know, this like toxic positivity thing. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I really I I, I love um, creating that and a lot of people even who are not in like the baby loss community find it super Um, helpful so if you're interested in grabbing that you can go to my website alexuriano.com we can include in the show notes probably right and um, yeah and you can sign up there and I also have you can read more about my services and you can also sign up for um, a cool trigger toolbox that I have which is um, just simple and effective tools to help practical tools to help you cope through different uh, emotions right like hopelessness and anger and sadness and all that and they're simple and super effective practical tools that I kind of guide you through um so that's free on my website and you can go grab that there
0: I love that so much and please 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 sign up for her newsletter I I love those every single week <laughs> I always look forward to them they're so uplifting and just the things that you share it's it's so creative but yeah, like you said, it's a blend of being supportive and uplifting, um, but also still talking about some of the heavy things too. And I yeah. just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just think it's a really great place to be, whether you're experiencing grief or not. Yeah. Um, please plug into Alex. Cause those newsletters are, are really like, <laughs> I look forward to them. That's like a highlight oh, of the okay. week for sure.
1: <laughs> so thank you. And um, um, it's been wonderful. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. Oh no, just something that I'm excited about. I guess I, I didn't, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I didn't yes, mention it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's something I'm excited about. I'm putting together a bundle for women who have gone through this loss and I'm collaborating with 25 other wonderful women, including yourself, mm-hmm. to provide free resources to help women going through this difficult time. And I'm just so excited because of the amount of interest that I've received in, in, and the keenness of supporting women going through this. And it just warms up my heart how much you know is how much support there is out there and being able to curate all this so that it you know if like this horrible like life thing happens then you know we it, we have like a, a nice um offering in for for people who are going through this so i'm really excited about that and i think um it'll be just like a very beautiful gift um for many women I think so too.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful gift and thank you. I know it's a lot of work on your end to put it together, but um that just shows I think the heart that you have for this business that you're doing, this impact that you're having by helping other women. Um I told you before, you just truly do have a heart of gold. I love talking with you. I love collaborating with you and um I'm just so grateful for you taking the time to share more about your journey and your story and for women to get to know you. I just I know this is the beginning of great things for you. And I know this will help so many women. So thank you for being here. Um, I'm trying to think one last thing too, I guess any other words of wisdom or advice that you have any, just one last time, anything that you feel like
1: sharing that's top of mind or on your heart. I would just like to say that for me, grief sometimes is a lot of unexpressed love and what I have seen in my clients and myself is that if a woman has gone through the pain of baby loss of child loss you know what that tells me it also lets me know that her heart is so strong is so resilient it's so full of love so i'm able to see like that the flip side of that i think because to go through something so traumatic so hard I can almost guarantee you that that woman is so, so strong, so resilient and has the most beautiful heart because you cannot feel that level of grief without feeling that level of love. Mm. That
0: is so beautiful. I, oh, I can't think of a better way to end this conversation. That was so wonderful thank you so much for speaking from the heart and for being here you're amazing thank you Alex. all right friend that's it for today it was great catching up with you though and i can't wait to do it again next week can i just say i really appreciate you being here and it means so much that you took time out of your day to listen in so what'd you think of the episode let me know if you enjoyed it by leaving a rating and review It'll just take a second, and this simple act of generosity helps more women discover the podcast so they can feel supported on their fertility journey as well. Thank you for being so kind and paying it forward. Oh yeah, and by the way, if you're looking to connect with other women who are trying to get pregnant, then I've got just the place for you. Consider this your personal invitation to join the Fertility Friends community. It's a safe and supportive space to connect that's off of social media, and it's totally free. Head on over to blossomingfertility.com slash friends to join. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Take care, my friend.